Hello and welcome to the Oasis Church Podcast. Thanks for joining us. Good morning. Uh, Happy New Year to everyone downstairs. Everyone upstairs. (laughs) Everyone online. Um, It is good to be together. Um, What I want to do is in this bit of time that we've got left, is do things slightly differently. There's going to be some participation in it, uh, and you can participate as much or as little as you want to. Um, There'll be moments to reflect. I'm going to be encouraging us to do that together. However, we may be wired more uh, internally uh, and just think, well, yeah, I'm kind of not quite up uh, for talking to other people today. That's okay. You can say, yep, I'm okay by myself, and we'll respect that. Um, maybe you're here for the first time, you're thinking, what on earth is going to happen? Don't worry, I will guide us through and make sure that it feels safe as we continue. Um, I guess what I wanted to do today is kind of draw a number of strands together, it being the start of the new year, it being a year that if you're a regular around Oasis is a big year for us as a church, is this is a year where we get to celebrate our 25th birthday. Um, it's a year where we wanted to start that celebration by as... Uh, we've just heard, seeking to pray for 25 days, uh, to give ourselves, say, God, we want you to be at the very center of who we are and all that we do. And it's also a moment that not only am I kind of putting that strand of New Year, uh, 25th birthday, 25 days of prayer, also like a question that we started off with last year at this point that I want to return to, uh, which I'm going to pose again in a moment. Um, as we're a bunch of people that want to ensure that we're living in the wonder of who Jesus is, of the life he affords us, of how he wants to define us, of how he wants us therefore to then live out of how he's defined us. And you'll find that in day one uh, of the 25 days of prayer, it's all about this invitation to dedicate ourselves, to hear this invitation of Jesus, to just come to him and allow who he is to define who we are. And actually, the first five days are all about dedication, dedicating ourselves to God. Because I promise you, if if nothing else, if we give ourselves to prayer over the next 25 days, and the outcome is that we find that our lives as individuals, and therefore our lives together as a church, are orbiting more of who Jesus is, that's an amazing result. That will transform who we are over the coming year. And I promise you, will then transform others that we come into contact with. So with that in mind, I want to return to the question that I posed this time last year, which was this. How are you doing living centered on Jesus? And what we said last year is we're going to give ourselves over the year of asking each other that, not to kind of bring a kind of rod to say, come on, do better, but rather that sense of encouragement of saying, like, how's it going? Like, this life that we get in Jesus is good. We've already heard that promise to us. And in the goodness of this life that's been promised to us, are we those that are seeking to live more and more centered on it, allowing everything else of our lives to orbit the wonder of who he is? Therefore, I want us to start at this point, by getting into smaller groups, and you can determine yourselves how small you want that group to be, from one onwards. Um, And in it, I want us just to answer that question, 
and we've got three minutes to do it. Just as a quick NB, if you're here and you say, well, I'm not sure if I'm a follower of Jesus. I'm not sure if I'm someone who could say they've centered their life on Jesus. That's totally fine. Why not ask others that you're with, what does this look like for you? As my guess is, if you're in the room, you're trying to figure some stuff out about who Jesus is and what this could mean for you. Otherwise, three minutes, online use the chat. How are you doing living centered on Jesus? Question will appear. Do not worry, you will get to speak to one another again as the morning goes on, as we're gonna have different moments where we'll get back together and pose a question for us to kind of consider and kind of answer. Uh, hopefully you got on your chair. Uh, if you're on a chair as it was kind of set up towards the back, you may not have got this, but there are a load of these at the back so you can grab a little handout sheet um, just to explain this isn't homework. Uh, this isn't kind of a way of punishing you first day, first, first day back, first term. Um, rather, I'm hoping it's something that we can take away with us that actually starts to shape something of how we then seek to live more centered on the wonder of who Jesus is over the coming years. See, that question, how are we doing living centered on Jesus, wasn't just a question for 2023. Then we think, oh yeah, we've done that, let's move on. No, no, it's a question that is to define our lives um, to the moment we finally meet Jesus face to face. Jesus said this in John 10, 10. My purpose is to give them, that's us, a rich and satisfying life. My purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. Jesus' desire and design is for you and I to know a rich and satisfying life, a life that he is longing for us to explore, to discover, to experience, and to occupy. The danger is that we can sometimes become very familiar and think, oh yeah, yeah, I, I kind of get it, um, and I just carry on with my life. Whereas actually, you know, the invitation is to continuously becoming and allowing Jesus to define more and more of who we are and how we act by allowing him to become more and more at the center of our being in order that we'd occupy more of the life that he affords us. Therefore, I can honestly say that what I know today of living in John 10, 10, of this rich and satisfying life is more than I knew this time last year. And here's the exciting thing. And in a year's time, I'm gonna have explored and discovered more again and be occupying it. And the invitation I wanna to give to each and every one of us is the same is true for you. And therefore, I wanna look at three ways, three ways that are familiar within uh, kind of a pattern of how we seek to live following Jesus as believers within Oasis that I want to give us that hopefully might aid us as we seek to kind of explore, discover, um, experience and occupy more of this life that Jesus has for us. And those are firstly a foundation of living centered, rhythms of living centered, and practices of living centered. So firstly, foundations of living centered on the wonder of Jesus. In 2 Corinthians 5, 17 to 18, Paul writes this. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone, a new life has begun. And all of this is a gift from God who brought us back to himself 
through Christ. And God has given us this task of reconciling people to him. See, this life that Jesus offers us, I want us to firstly understand there's a foundation that we get to live from, a building block on which everything else gets built from. And I'd say there's two ways that we express it here to keep us remembering it. Firstly, we need to understand that foundation is, in all that Paul's writing, is Jesus is enough full stop. Do you remember that if you're regular here? Last year, we spent some time at the end of the year in the book of Philippians, recognizing the wonder and beauty that Jesus is enough full stop. Paul can't help keep saying it. Like, the reason we get to know this life is because of the gift of Jesus. Jesus is enough full stop. His life, death, and resurrection is what allows you and I to know, reconcile relationship with God to know that we can stand and be loved unconditionally by God, that we now know peace within and can know peace with others. That it's never Jesus is enough and my good works and my ways of justifying my significance. Or Jesus is enough, but if you knew what I did. No, no, it's always Jesus is enough, full stop. He's forever enough for us, and that therefore means we are forever loved and accepted. You see, Jesus is enough invites us to live knowing we have nothing to prove and to therefore be shaped by who Jesus is. See, Jesus promises to be enough throughout our life and that he will complete all he has started in you and in me and will transform us from day to day more into his likeness in order we occupy and defined more by his life. So first building block of this foundation of living centered is Jesus is enough full stop. Second one is that Jesus changes everything. Jesus changes everything in how we relate to God. So we're able to relate to God out of relationship that we've been caught up in a loving family of Father, Son, and Spirit that we're now continuously invited in to be defined by and to be in relationship with. Change how we relate to God in dependency, that God has all we need. In obedience, that we get to live out of the wonder of the life Jesus affords us by saying, your way, not mine. Like, we can see and think because of our Western kind of upbringing on obedience, that's kind of like just kind of going with the sheep. It's kind of a way of just um, being dominated. Oh no, the way of obedience that Jesus releases us to with God is one that breathes and breathes his liberation into us. That's what obedience means of saying, actually, Jesus, I recognize that you've got good for me. Therefore, why would I want to go your way? So relationship, dependency, obedience, and then worship. That we get to live lives that seek to love God with the whole of our being, our heart, our soul, our mind, and our strength. That we're those that forever, not only in the songs we sing when we gather together, but through the lives that we live, are seeking to live lives that honor and worship and celebrate in the wonder of who God is. So Jesus changes everything in how we relate to God. Jesus changed everything in how we relate to ourselves. You see, he redefines who you and I are, stating we're now those that are accepted. 
unconditionally forgiven and accepted. We're adopted that we're declared children of God, forever loved, forever belonging. That we're appointed, each uniquely placed to reveal the wonder of who Jesus is in the unique environments that we've been placed in, our streets, our homes, our families, our housemates, our workplaces, colleges, schools, that Jesus uniquely places us there and appoints us to say, now go and reveal the wonder of who I am. And he also calls us to be those who are waiting, that we live knowing hope that Jesus will return. This isn't the end of the story. Like whatever news headline comes, it's not the end of the story. The story ends when Jesus returns and causes this earth and the whole of the cosmos to fully come under his rule and reign and be filled with his supreme goodness. And I promise you, there'll be lots of laughter, lots of joy, lots of singing. So we're a people of hope. But thirdly, Jesus changes everything in respect to how we relate to the world. You see, it redefines how we relate to how we gather together, that we live as a community centered not just on Jesus by ourselves, but on Jesus together. See, we're caught up in a family, in a community of believers that we get to belong to that causes us the benefit of others being alongside us and that we get to benefit others by being alongside them. It changes how we like. Like, the fact you're in the room benefits me. Do you see that? Hey, also, like, the fact I'm in the room, I'm hoping benefits you. Nervous laughter there. Um, (laughs) So not only gathered, but also scattered. As I said, we also get to be those that are scattered into the unique environments that we're placed in in order to reveal the wonder of who Jesus is and what his rule and reign look like, that we have this hoping that one day will be revealed fully and we get to be an outpost of it now in the unique places we're placed but it also transforms how we relate to creation as we get to live within the earth that we are part of, seeking to honor the creator in how we care for creation. See, the foundation is Jesus is enough full stop and Jesus changes everything. How we relate to God, how we relate to ourselves, how we relate to the world. Pause. Okay, back into groups. What are you going to consider more of what I've just shared? What's the thing over the next three, six, 12 months you want to be saying, yep, I want to consider that a bit more? Go. For me, I think what I want to be giving myself to um, is just living in the wonder and beauty that I get to depend on God for everything and to just spend some time contemplating, meditating on the wonder of the God I get to depend on as he's one who's unlimited. So that's for me. What about you? Make a note. That's the point of the paper because we'll forget by tomorrow morning. Make a note. So next thing then. So we've looked at foundations, now rhythms of living centered. 
Psalm 46.10 says this, be still and know that I am God. There's an invitation to live with a rhythm where we seek to take moments to be still and remember God's God and we're not. And what we did as a community is we said, well, let's use a word that maybe we're used to more, and that's the word pause. And we created a whole book about it, or booklet. I wouldn't go as far as to say it's a book. It's a booklet. Um, and in it, what it does is it reveals three basic rhythms to live with that enable us and encourage us to stay living-centered on the wonder of who Jesus is. And that's to live, firstly, with a daily rhythm, a daily rhythm where we seek to do three words, uh, which I'm not going to get us to chant out in a cult-like fashion with an oasis um, as it starts to get a bit disturbing, but that is to pause, to center, and continue, that within our day-to-day existence, to take moments where we pause, stop doing what we're doing, center on the wonder of who Jesus is and just allow him again to be on the throne of our lives and to remove anything else that's kind of got in the way, anything else that we're allowing everything else to orbit. And then from centering on the wonder of who Jesus is, we then say, let's then continue in our lives. And what we encourage one another to do is to seek throughout our days, taking moments to pause, center, continue, but also to take moments that are extended in the pause, Like, I find that I need a moment at the start of the day where I just take some time to pause and remember the wonder of who God is and allow the wonder of who he is through reading scripture and other things that we're going to talk about in a moment uh, to to fill my gaze. It then reminds me of why I want Jesus at the center. Then that allows me to continue. But I then need throughout my day to just keep taking moments right to the point where I go to bed and I'm about to go to sleep. I still need the moment of pause and then center and then continue. So we live with a daily rhythm. We then said, let's live with a weekly rhythm, a weekly rhythm of Sabbath. Sabbath of this God-designed way of causing us to live in the beauty of Psalm 4610, of allowing a day a week to say, yeah, let's, let's use this day to be different to all the other days. We allow it as a day of a long pause, a day to allow and remember that God's God, to give perspective a day that's seeking to do us good, that allows us to rest, that brings healing, that's all about God, that's all about us and all about others. And we say, let's seek to do that one day a week. Now, what I'd add in is that that day isn't the day that we're trying to crawl to, but rather it's the day that we launch from. That we find that how God designed humanity, the very beginning of creation is that he creates on the sixth day, he creates humanity, and on the seventh day, they get to rest with him. It's like there's this pattern, all right, first day of existence, I'll rest, and then work from that point. And so, too, do we get to start our lives each week with this rhythm of Sabbath that then shapes all the other days? So, second rhythm, a weekly rhythm of Sabbath. Third rhythm is a monthly rhythm of well-being, that Jesus is in interested in the whole of who we are. And what we said is, let's therefore take moments to consider how we are doing. And within the booklet, you'll find these dials that will appear on the screens that are kind of like, if you've ever driven a car, it's like the petrol gauge. And on the left, as I look at it, is kind of the empty side, and on the right is full. And what you want to do is like say, okay, how I'm doing in terms of physically, spiritually, emotionally, mentally, and relationally. 
It's questions around it. I say, okay, am I moving towards empty or am I moving towards full? Because Jesus, you came to give me a rich and satisfying life regardless of circumstances. That even within moments where it feels life is being turned upside down, Jesus, you're wanting to come and meet me in these places. As I said, it's all in this booklet, so we can grab one on the way out and just say, oh yeah, I need to refresh myself about that. But for this moment, back in the groups, what do you need to consider more over the next kind of weeks, months, in terms of that daily, weekly, monthly rhythm? Go. Foundations, rhythms, last one, practices of living center. Jesus says this, Matthew 11, 28 to 30, our verses for today in our 25 days of prayer. Then Jesus said, come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, let me teach you, because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. Jesus is longing to live our lives with us. He's longing to guide us. He's longing to provide all that we need to live in the good of the life that he affords us. And we do a, a learning community, which is a group of people who come together and seek to learn from one another around this whole subject and look at practices that can help us, that you see in the life of Jesus, uh, that can help us kind of stay centered on the wonder of who Jesus is, that as we pause, those kind of things we do when we center. And the practices aren't the goal. It isn't like they're kind of like, let's look at how great we can be at these practices. No, they're, they're like a vehicle. They're like literally like a car that gets you to the destination, which is knowing and centering our lives more on Jesus. And this... Way, this learning community is called Way to Stay Centered, and there's going to be a number running again this year, and I encourage you, if you've not done it, or if you have done it, come and do it again. It does us good. I've done it numbers of times, and it does my heart good. Here's the deal. We take nine weeks to go through the Way to Stay Centered. I'm going to do it in 30 seconds, um, in which we look at eight practices, practices that we see in the life of Jesus that I believe he wants to cause us to see in his modeling, how it helps us live in the good of the life that he affords us. So first practice is being sustained. See, Jesus is one who's continuously sustained in a relationship with the Father and the Spirit. And Jesus longs to sustain us. He wants us to be those that are sustained in him as the basis of our identity and sustained by him, by being empowered by the Spirit. Secondly, Scripture that Jesus says we can't live on bread alone, but by the word of God. You see, this, the Bible reveals who God is, who we are in light of him, and reveals God's plan for the earth and the part we get to play. Therefore, the Bible is something that we're invited to daily come and feast on, allowing it to be something that we not only read, that we meditate on, consider, and apply. Third one. They're all S's, just so you know. Slowing down. Jesus had a limited time on earth, and yet he was never in a rush. He lived unhurried, and he lived present. And he invites us to live the same way, to live unhurried and present. Next one, fourth one, silence and solitude. Jesus had a pattern in his life 
where he was with people but went away from people and invites us to live the same way, that in the silence it allows us space to hear God and to truly understand what's going on within ourselves. And in the solitude to have moments where we commune with God, where we pray, where we fast. Simplicity. Jesus modeled and invited us into a life where we seek to live simply. A life where we're defined by simply loving God and loving people. And that we allow that to affect how we consume things, what we do with what we've got, what we seek to say, how we live, and what we do. It's about sharing. Jesus lived relationally. We find that Jesus is one who sought to share of himself through serving greatest serving moment, the laying down of his life. But not only did he share of himself, he also is one who chose to share with others. Share with others the vulnerability and wonder of who he is. You see it's transfiguration and then again in Gethsemane, where he allows a few in to just see the wonder of who he is. And Jesus calls us to live the same way. We're not going to live this life by ourselves with him. We're going to live it with him and with others. Seeking to share of ourselves through serving and share with by being vulnerable. Next, seventh one, Sabbath, which we've already mentioned. And then lastly, sacraments of baptism and communion. That through them we get to receive the wonder of who Jesus is afresh. And it's about our senses. It's about sharing with others It's a sign and a seal, and it's part of the way that Jesus sustains us. My question at this point isn't in groups, it's just for you. Like, what's one of those practices that you want to consider a bit more over the coming days, weeks, months? Just make a note of it now. Maybe it's like, I want to do that way to say Santa, to learning community. I think that would do me good. Yeah, just make a note. As I said at the beginning, today was going to look different because actually all that I've shared isn't about now. It's actually about tomorrow and the next day of what we do. And I want to invite us as we continue through 2024 to be those that are seeking to live centered. I want to invite us to be those that are continuing to explore the wonder of the life that Jesus has afforded us. And I'd say, take the bit of paper with you and think, oh yeah, this is the way I'm going to do that. I'm going to consider these three things over the coming kind of days, weeks, months. The second thing I want to encourage you to do is to listen to a podcast that we're going to have coming out from tomorrow, which is going to continue as long as we want it to, uh, where I think one of the privileges I get is I get to sit with loads of different people and have conversations with them about how they're seeking to live centered on Jesus. And in those conversations, I always leave with a sense of wonder of how individuals are changing and encouraged by how they're seeking to live centered and how out of that I could seek to live centered. And so what I'm seeking to do is just have loads of those conversations, get permission to record them, and then share them in order that all of us can have that same joy 
of being encouraged, being challenged, and sharing the journey with one another. And that starts from tomorrow morning. And so you can find through the website how you can sign up from it. We have a kind of sneaky peek uh, tomorrow morning where you get to hear two episodes for the first week. From then on, it'll be one from, from then on until people stop listening or Jesus returns. Um, <laughs> third thing, 25 days of prayer. Can I just appeal to us? This isn't like a hard sell. It's not like a we must do. That's not how we do this. Jesus is enough full stop. But I just wonder what we might look like in 25 days' time if we together give ourselves to prayer. Of just saying, Jesus, we want to, as we celebrate who we are this year, 25 years in existence, actually what we know is what's true at the beginning is true now, that we've always been about you, Jesus. We just want you to be at the center. Can I encourage us to just seek to live that way? Like with it, we've said that we want to have a posture of fasting through it, like for different ones of us, that will be expressed in different ways. There's ways on the uh, this website where it details some of the ways we could do that. Can I encourage us? For, for some of us, it's going to be through our time. Like when we gather on a Sunday and a Wednesday, we might not be able to make every single one because we might not be in Birmingham. But when we are, what about if we said, yeah, I'm going to seek to be there? Because it's not just about me, it's about us. I'm not doing that because I think um, I want lots of people in the room. No, no. Like, I'm happy, like the story we heard at the beginning, I love it just coming to pray. I always say, if anyone else turns up, it's a bonus. I just think, won't it do us good? Like, heads up, I can't actually be there on Wednesday. I was booked out of the city a year ago, and so I can't be there this Wednesday. So there's grace in this. But can I appeal for these 25 days? Let's just give ourselves. Let's use these five days, firstly, just to dedicate ourselves to Jesus. Otherwise, can I pray for us? Then we're going to end. Jesus, I thank you for the wonder and beauty of the life that you afford us. And Jesus, at the start of a new year, we just say the thing we want to define us more than anything else is you. And Jesus, I want to pray for each and every one of us, whether we're those looking into the wonder of who you are, or those who've journeyed with you for decades, I pray would we know more of the wonder and joy of what it is to increasingly live centered on you. Amen.